And welcome to another episode of the Sotuyo and Geek Podcast by Webster Style, where we talk about bow ties, comic books, and everything in between. I am your host, Webster Style, and let's jump right into it with our download, but this is going to be a different download in that this is a download that you can't download yet. So as a part of Xbox Game Pass, they had an opportunity to be a beta tester for Back for Blood. Now, if you listen a few weeks ago, months ago, when I talked about E3, I talked about Back for Blood, which is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. It is done by the same development studio, Turtle Rock, I believe is the name of that studio. But since Valve owns the IP for Left 4 Dead, they're now working with Warner Brothers Games and doing Back 4 Blood, which is essentially Left 4 Dead just for a new generation. And I talked about how with a lot of the playthrough videos that I saw and a lot of discussion about the mechanics from people online about the alpha, I was a little hesitant about whether or not it would be any good. It just seems as though a lot of mechanics were or could be very detrimental to gameplay and just sort of the free fun nature that really made Left 4 Dead and Left 4 for Dead 2 so popular. So when I saw that there was a beta for uh, those on Xbox Game Pass, I jumped at the chance to play it. And let me tell you, any doubt that I had in this game was erased in the few hours that I played it. It was great. Now, it was a beta, so it was not perfect. It was a little janky at times because of the, I don't know if it was the server or what, but I had a blast playing it. I will not say that it was as fun as going back and playing the 12-year-old Left 4 Dead 2 like I did a month or so ago, but it was damn fun. But of course, it was a beta. And I think that especially once it launches in October, when it launches on Game Pass with that installed base and how many people will be playing it, it will be no problem finding people to play with. Because that was my main thing. When I got on, I got on very early in the beta. I believe I got on that Friday, early Friday or Thursday, whenever it essentially launched. I was never in a game with a full complement of people. I was usually in a game with maybe one person or the other three were bots and it's never fun to play with bots if you're playing online if you're playing locally you just want to play a game like i've done with left 4 dead 2 in the past and that's fine but i'm getting online to play with other people then also no voice chat so i always liked being able to communicate and to talk with my players my teammates i just made the immersiveness in their cooperation uh, of the characters in the gameplay that much more fun so i'm looking forward to having those components in the game once the game finally ships in october and it's weird to think that now it's mid-august august september october is right around the corner so i am looking forward to back for blood when it comes out in October and it's definitely something I'll play on Game Pass and it may be something I end up purchasing as well. I was that impressed by the beta. Now I thought that this would be my only download recommendation. Well again like I said it's not downloadable yet. We have to wait until October but things change very rapidly. Now I have never been 
a humongous first-person shooter fan, especially back in the day in the early 2000s, late 90s. It's not a genre I was into. I didn't get into FPSs until Halo, and even then, the only FPS I really care about is Halo, and then, of course, now uh, Left 4 Dead, and now the Back 4 Blood series. So, other than that, I'm not a humongous fan of the genre, but there are two games that define the genre really three you have doom classic never really cared about playing it you have unreal uh, especially the unreal tournament series which i did play on um the original xbox i believe it was unreal championship i absolutely loved that game um it was a very fun game to play as an, an arena shooter and then you have quake well, lo and behold, id, Bethesda, Microsoft, Shadow Drop, an HD next-gen upgraded version of the original Quake today. And today is the 19th of August for all platforms, including crossplay. Now, I wonder if they played, if they paid PlayStation that money for crossplay. So it's it looks great. I actually think I'm going to download it just to play it. It looks fast, looks phonetic, it has online multiplayer, online crossplay, and it is just $10. I think that's an absolute steal considering all it offers. And again, it's classic first person shooter gameplay, one of the, I guess, quote unquote, holy trinity when it comes to first person shooters. It really brought them into the, the limelight i wouldn't say mainstream because they were very much pcs and i won't say first person shooters really came into the mainstream i'll give that credit to goldeneye goldeneye being on a console really got it mainstream and then once you picked up halo on the xbox and then all of the call of duty games and and whatnot that's when it became mainstream on mainstream in general in my opinion but yeah quake being out being totally upscaled for modern consoles available on all consoles with crossplay to boot man for ten dollars that's a steal so if you are into classic first person shooters or you just want a good quality game for a very low inexpensive price quake is definitely one to pick up and that's again available on all consoles not just microsoft ones but if you are on the xbox and you do have game pass guess what of course is included as part of your subscription so there you go right there so that's my recommendation my download for the week downloaded today quake on whatever system you own well switch playstation and xbox if you're rocking around with a 3ds there's no quake for you sorry about that so that's that so again back for blood october can't wait for it quake you can download that bad boy today so speaking of other things that came out today Marvel dropped the newest and final trailer for Eternals. It looks fantastic. I'm glad that we get more of the story. I'm glad that we get an introduction to some of the characters, but I'm still not interested. There, the trailer did nothing for me than the warm of fuzzies. Even for me, the jokes that they had, especially that one at the end with the IKEA table, it was just not funny. It, it wasn't funny. I didn't chuckle. I didn't even smile. It, it was just. It looks beautiful. 
it looks fantastic it doesn't interest me whatsoever and i am a diehard mcu fan i don't care about the eternals and it is really weird to even hear that coming from my lips but i've talked about this before even when the project was first announced there was nothing about it that i cared about i did not care about seeing the eternals even not knowing anything per se about the guardians of the galaxy there was never any hesitation for seeing the movie even when it was announced because it was something different something new and then once we did see the characters we saw the trailers we saw that the characters were engaging we saw that the characters were funny we saw that the characters were ones that we want to watch a two plus hour movie for for me there is nothing about the Eternals there are none of these characters that I want to see what is this new threat that has come about because all of the people just reappeared all of a sudden is is a threat greater than Thanos that you couldn't do anything because you were only tasked with helping humanity if it was the deviants I mean how can it be worse than Thanos I guess we shall see but I don't know my tune may change between now and November but for right now today I will gladly wait until that 45 day window is over and that an X amount of period is done where it is on Disney Plus as part of my normal subscription. We ain't talking about paying access. I'm not paying $30 to see Eternals. I'm not going to a movie theater either. I'm sorry, it's still COVID. Y'all tripping. I, I went to Suicide Squad because it was free and it was great. That's about it. I am I am not going to a movie theater anytime soon, especially with the Delta variant. That's just me. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, even so, there there are many Marvel movies that I I, I wouldn't say didn't regret seeing in the theater, but I didn't have the opportunity to see in the theater when they came out, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. But this is one where I have no desire to see it in the theater. It may be something that I really grow to love when I actually watch it, and I will watch it. That's that's a guarantee. It is not Shang Chi. Shang Chi. I always. I can never say it right, but that looks amazing. Everything I've heard about it sounds amazing, and I want to see that in the theater, but again, that probably won't happen. So, The Eternals, no warm and fuzzies, looks beautiful, hair is supposed to be fantastic. We shall see, but for right now, today, I'll pass. I will I will pass, and I will wait it out till it comes out on Disney+, Plus. but it looks beautiful, though. Keeping with the MCU, the second episode of What If Dropped, and it's one of these things about these Marvel series. These second episodes have done a very good job of building upon the first. And I say that the first episode with Agent Carter or Captain Carter was fun and exciting. And for me, the what if, it was like, uh, I'm enjoying it. I like it. But it really showed me what they were willing to do. And I was a lot more excited for the series after watching the first episode. And the second episode, what if T'Challa became Star-Lord, was great. And, you know, you all want to cry hearing Chadwick Boseman as T'Challa knowing that we will unfortunately never see him on screen reprising that role again and I believe this is his last recorded performance that has not been shown to the public because he did uh, Ma Rainey's uh, the Ma Rainey movie and also the Five Bloods movie with Spike Lee I believe those are his last two on-screen performances and the What If series and I'm not sure if he has other cameos in this series going forward but i believe this is as a whole 
his last work so it's just it's really it's great to hear him it's great to hear him as their that character but you you forget how charming he was how how much he embodied the character even with just his voice and with the what if series they have for the most part reprising um all of the normal actors reprising michael rookers yondo even sean gunn is in there del toro is the collector uh karen gilliam is nebula brolin is thanos so it's, it's really cool hearing those even even though Dave Bautista is not Jax the dude they had doing Jax or Drax's voice is it was very it was almost spot on it was really cool it was really great seeing how much the universe would have been changed if Star-Lord was really T'Challa and that whole sequence of events you didn't have Thanos you didn't have the Infinity Gauntlet you, you didn't have any of those things so it's really interesting to see how those one decision or that one decision really changes the entire timeline of the mcu so i thought it was an excellent episode uh, from the voice acting to the action and even just story pace now i think that it was even better than episode one just with the terms of how they told the story and again with the twist ending where you do have ego kurt russell's character finding peter quill and i believe he was a janitor at a burger king again listening to his cassette tape player his walkman so i'm pretty sure you're gonna have more of that duo coming to pass as we go on in the next seven episodes i believe of this series i'm really excited i said this with the first episode i'm very excited to see how this ends because this is almost like a mini marvel movie but not mini because it's nine half hour episodes but it's its own contained universe its own contained uh phase so to speak so i really really am enjoying this and i can't wait till the second episode so that is it for my marvel musings for this week now the fragrance of the week i was hard pressed to really think of a really good fragrance to talk about i recently was uh, testing out some tom ford fragrances and those were that was my first time experiencing tom ford and i will say i understand the hype i understand the price too those were some really good fragrances but i'm not talking about tom ford today today i'm talking about the house of Hermes. And this is a fragrance that I've seen running around the reviewer circuits um, over the past few months. And this fragrance is H22 by Hermes. And you're going to find notes of Clary Sage, Narcissus, Rosewood, and Sclarine. Now, this is a fragrance that I've seen many talk about, many really, I wouldn't say hype up, because once I smelled it, I understood why it was so much talk. Now, this is actually a new fragrance. This is a uh, 2021 um, fragrance from the House of Hermes, so it's brand new, so that's why everybody really hopped on and wanted to talk about it, because anytime you really get a a really good fragrance to come out from a designer or a house like Hermes, you know, everybody wants to talk about it. So in this case, it is described as a green, fresh fragrance. That's exactly what it is. It's very green. It's very fresh. It is it is wonderful, in my opinion. It is definitely one that is not a super long last. You get moderate duration out of this. I would say five to six hours in my experience. 
but it is just such a clean scent. It is really good for the summer, really good for the spring. I would say really good for the fall. And it is just, it has great projection for me. Um, it's one of those ones where I definitely get uh, hour to two hours, well, maybe not two hours, but a good hour plus of projection with this one. And it's just, it is such a good clean fragrance it's just i was surprised because it was one that i thought that the hype i heard about it i heard how good it was yada 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 and then i once i smelled it's like okay i see what the hype is about because i've smelled other fragrances in the past and i i liked it i just wasn't as impressed with it compared to how some of the reviewers online, the frat community, have really taken hold of it. But this one definitely deserves all of the, in my opinion, praise and accolades that it is receiving online. And it's one that you can find for a pretty good price as well. We're talking about sub $100, depending on the discount. So you can find it for about 60 bucks from what I was researching earlier. So it is definitely one that I, I definitely would recommend if you're looking for a bit, uh, I would say pricier buys, not uber pricey, but for a designer one. And again, I'm, I'm a cheapo. So for me, that's $80, $90 one is going to be a bit pricey compared to a lot of ones I would normally recommend uh, you picking up. But again, you can find it cheaper, but it's definitely one if you pick it up you are not going to be disappointed by having in your collection and that is 824 by the house of hermes and this has been another rather short edition of the sartorial and geek podcast by webster style where of course we talk about bow ties comic books and everything in between i have been your host webster style feel free to check us out on the web first and foremost at instagram at Sartorian Geek or at Webster Style on Twitter at Webster Style. Find us on the web at WebsterStyle.com. And as always, feel free to drop us an email at info at WebsterStyleMagazine.com. Thank you again for joining us. And remember, be safe out there and stay blessed. Okay, I might have went over the edge. Besides, I really let them close on them legs. Strong, we can lift him to the sky. The party's on to twerk. Yeah, we got a little time, hey, time, time hey, to get hey, it on. Get and on. no fact, I'm the type of pussy on. And after that, take a picture with the phone of the outfit. Omit, I'm choosing what we on. Now it was Tree Green Tuesday. Had to be Bowtie Thursday. Had to be White Wednesday. Uh, I don't. Well, I know last time. Well, I wore polka dot. You didn't wear... Oh, I million them heels killing them, but I'm sure it's a Thursday. Bowtie Thursday. Pasta cream in your heels looking sharp, babe. Acting like you don't know the rules up in the workplace. Must I remind you it was till on your birthday. Don't get me wrong, I think we killed in the birthdays. And you picked the hell of fit for the church day. Let's say you picked the wrist game for it. Now you got the floor filled with bras that you purchase. Pick a color scheme that can match a very corset.
If it is what it seems. Chicks be looking thick leggings, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. Take a hint, though. Don't try to get me at a moment. Moment, though. Smoking hot, rocking this pin. So thin. Tie hairline, looking like a skin. So pimp. No lie, I'm sharper than the utensil. And stroke, mental, plain dang, homie. I was hoping we could walk out with that bang, bang, honey. See them plain James, honey. Them lame friends, honey. We tell if it ain't crazy like that thing came on me. Hey, mommy. Look a lady, main thing. Want me on the scene. Fit popping like a main vein, running blood. Color lips smashing with the hand clutch money holding back kind of funny can you tell me what's the price I got the range rover hang on me when we walking looking goosey like that thing sprayed on me walking with a lip like an ankle sprang on me yeah I rock the cardigan she don't really want me because one man should have all that style take it out clothes on the floor pass it and the one girl should fit it all in them jeans so take it up and let me see what's under them scenes no one man should have all that style Take it off, clothes on the floor, pal. And no one girl should fit it all in them jeans. So take it off and let me see what's under them scenes. Oh, you wanted to. Oh, I completely read that wrong.